Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Man, it's an honor. We talked about that word honor yesterday, Stephanie, and I I think I fall short sometimes. I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, maybe that's why God has a study in the book of Proverbs. I think sometimes I'm kind of a creep. I'm just being upfront with you. I mean, admittedly, a tall, good-looking one, but, you know, I'm creepy, man. I'm just, I can be bad. And uh, I'm so thankful that God's word reminds us that that humility, uh, that that fear in the Lord that when we feel not great about ourselves, when we feel like we're not the greatest human beings, that there's a little bit of shame. There's a little bit of that, that God pulls us out of all that. And so I, I feel good about that. Stephanie, how you doing today? Well, Doug, you know, we are hanging in there and we're thankful for the Lord's mercies. And, um, I almost I sang a song about that, hand. but then I remembered I can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word. Something I about his liberty. mercies. I need liberty to back me up. And liberty! Down. We need to have liberty <laughs> come back on the pot. You know, she's working hard right now at Southland Crest. I'm is. so proud of Liberty. You know, I told you, man, I I think Liberty's a pretty good old gal. And, and you know, I know I picked on her sometimes. And she's not old. I mean, she's like a third of my age, okay? So, I, <laughs> I, I, I pretty good gal. But listen, we uh, we miss Liberty. And we have got to get her back on a podcast. And yeah. uh, we haven't caught up with Liberty. I think we were sitting in Florida two years ago, the last time Liberty was on a podcast. Oh, wow. Man, these, you know, the yeah, years well, I, escape us. Yeah, I say, I think you recorded with her after a car accident. Oh, oh, I did. I think that was the last time. Yep, you're right. It's crazy. Oh, man, yeah, everybody was in a weird place. And there's Liberty and I recorded a podcast. She's a gamer, man, I'm telling you. He's and, pretty uh, awesome. Uh, you guys don't know what you're missing, but you're not good enough for her. I'll tell you that right now. So don't even be thinking about it. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the guy who's got to call Steve on, on his daughters. Someone did already. Somebody married a daughter of Steve's. So yeah. it is possible. It's just, uh, you just got to call the guy who married the last one and figure out what he did. I, I think there's got to be some gifts or something involved. And you know, if you want, send me a Starbucks card and I'll give you a roadmap on how to get a hold of them or something. I don't know. Oh my but. word. That, that was, you know, like if you bribed me good enough. We can't because I said in Priburbs, we can't take bribes. So know, here I am violating. That's why I need to be humble. See, right there. I told you, I feel like a <laughs> creep sometimes. I started this thing off by, you know, with conviction. And my conviction was right. Thank you, Lord, for showing <laughs> us that. And and we prayed before we did this. I thought that we, in some way, me, I guess Stephanie's doing all right. She's not doing anything bad against Liberty or anybody, but it's just me. <laughs> I take that back, you know, and no way am I going to help you, even if you bribe me. All right. So here we go. <laughs> 
So the word today, you know, as we've been going through these words, this has been really interesting to me uh, to look at these words and see what the Bible has to say. And one of those words is snare. And, and I remember, I remember this old pastor, probably about 25. I can't believe how long I've been saved, man, the year. It's going to be 30 years. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And uh, next year's 30 years. And, and, and man, so it just happened. But Stephanie's actually been saved longer than me, and she's just a puppy. And uh, <laughs> that's how she said that to me one day. I don't know if it was to make me feel bad or just to point I out that. Not. Hey, I was you saved when I was like me. one and a half years old. You know? oh, oh, I was saved when I was five. I told you that. No, four. Yeah. I think you told me four, didn't you? Uh, Charles was four. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Anyway. Anyway, Stephanie's saved. I can attest to that. But anyway, we're talking about the word <laughs> snare. And so this old pastor, see these rabbit trails? You are as bad at rabbit, tra rabbit trails as me. I just want to point that I, out. I am. Yeah, I, all right, I all right. totally admit to it 100%. So this old pastor read the word snare, and he looked up. And this is back at Fort Bliss, Texas in 1993. He looked up, and his glasses sat down there on his nose a little bit. His last name was Stuart Hillcrest Baptist Church in El Paso, Texas. He looked up and said, it's a trap! And that's what snares are. It's a trap, folks. When you see that word snare, that's not a good thing. When we see that yeah. word snare in the Bible, you don't want to get trapped. You don't want to get caught up in that. That's what that word snare means. Over in Exodus, it says, They shall not dwell in thine land, lest they make sin against me, for thou serve their God, small g. It will surely be a snare unto them. And so it's a trap, Stephanie. If you do this, you're going to be a snare. Now, I asked Stephanie a minute ago, I said, what's a snare? And she gave me a great definition. So we're just going to hop right over there and let her go ahead and do that. Well, I mean, it was all verbal. I wasn't reading anything. But um, when when you look at a snare, it's, it's a trap that's very easy to get into. Um, but it's impossible to get to back out of. So in other words... Um, you know, you, you think of a road going into, into this certain kind of trap and once it's in there, it grabs hold of it and it cannot back out. Mm. If it tries to back out that snare, this kind of trap is designed to get tighter and tighter and tighter and it would decapitate a rat or a mouse or, you know, remove a limb. It would cut off a limb before that animal could just back out. And that's, that's the seriousness of this kind of scheme and trap of the enemy or of enemies, you know, people that would, would seek to harm you. Um, a snare is often disguised to look as some, you know, made to look very attractive, made to look very, if I can say this even godly, yeah. um, relationships you know there's so many things that are made to look like the real deal they're meant to look great oh yeah we see that total trap we see it in those signs and pornography and uh these different crazy ways of dating and uh these i mean it's just there the 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 media the devil has a way of making dark look like light what does the bible say about the devil um he looks like an angel of light or something like yeah. that. Or, yeah. and, he appears as an angel of light, yeah. Whew. Let me tell you something, well, folks. Think, All that looks good is not. Yep, yep. Well, and to understand that, you know, anybody with brains that has any common sense isn't going to purposely walk into a snare. Yeah. 
And so it's sugar coated. It's made to look like the real deal. Yeah. And um, it's attractive. Know, there's, there's right. There's even church situations that would look wonderful. And then you get involved and, and um, you can come out of a snare. Yeah. There is a way out, but you can't back out once you're in, you're in. And the only way to get out is to go through the snare and, and, for the kind of snare that, you know, would have an opening on the other side, you have to go through that snare. And in a sense, it's like, you have to go through that valley, that scary paying the consequences for my decision to get out the other side. And, um, having lived through a snare like situation, mm. um, both my late husband and I living through a snare like situation for many years, I can attest you cannot back out of those situations. You have to go through them. You have to walk away from them. You cannot back out of them. It is impossible because this, that's how the devil works. He he is a master at creating snares. And, and I've never known anyone that went into a snare that did not come out with scars because of it, because that's a part of that package. Well, and so this is the importance of being tuned into God. Being and, tuned into his leadership. And when you go wandering in the woods, man, when your mind is thinking wrong and, and people have done you wrong, and, uh, and, and let me tell you, people are going to bring you evil. And the people you love the most can bring you the most yeah. evil. And I'll tell yeah. you, when you start going down that bad trail, when you get in the woods, they used to say in the army, you're going to find the traps. You're going to get trapped. Yeah. When you're going yeah. down places you shouldn't go, you're going to get hurt. There's a way you're supposed to do everything in the army. There's a way you approach the enemy. There's a way you deal with things. There's a way you move. There's a way you stay so many yards apart. There's a way you do things. You have a firing line so you don't shoot your buddy. But if you get away from that, boy, can I tell you something, friends? The devil's going to snare you. It's when those lonely nights show up. It's when those bad things comes along. It's when that boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, uh, when you realize you're overly lonely, when those wicked things show up, man, the traps are there and they're, and and they're everywhere. Boy, the devil puts those traps right in the middle of everything. The devil puts those traps, uh, exactly what Stephanie's saying on, on something that looks like a major highway. The, the devil puts an oasis out there to make you think, well, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I've been trained. Otherwise the Bible says I shouldn't be doing this. But every once in a while, when we're lonely, every once in a while, when the world's upside down, every once in a while, when we feel like we've been let down every once in a while, when the devil starts winning, we get going down that wrong path. And folks, let me tell you something. When you get on that wrong path, you're going to get stuck in a snare. And here's the thing. Stephanie just made a lot of sense. I think theologically too, when she said, you can't back up. You got to go through that trial and come out the other end. And God's not going to turn his face to you. You know what he's going to do? He said, come home. Yep. Come on. It's going to be all right. I forgive you. You know, let's get this right. It's time to put on our rucksacks. It's time to put on our gear and be soldiers. It's time to soldier up. I think that's what this is all about. I think sometimes we're going to get snared. There's going to be trials. There's going to be traps. The devil hates you. Folks, this is a bad time to go to a commercial, but we need to because there's people out there who got to play these things. But listen, we'll be right back with you. Hold that thought.
Thanks for hanging there with us. But, you know, Stephanie, as we move into this next verse, it just keeps on going. It's just, it likes, it's going right along with that word snare. It says here in verse five of the 22nd proverb, it says, though it's in snares are the way of the forward. Remember the forward contrary, going in a different direction, leading us the wrong way, evil, wicked. That word forward is not a good thing. He that doth keep his soul shall be far from them. So here we go again. There's a, there's a warning here, Stephanie. We talked about that in the army. There's a path you take. If you get off that path, things are going to go wrong. If you take the path, there's been a reconnaissance mission. We've told you that path is clear. We've told you that's the way to go. We've told you that's how we make a movement. So get down that path. But if you yeah. don't, you know what you're going to find? Thorns and snares. And they're the way of, you know, and we, if we're not careful, we can be forward once in a while. We can be contrary to God. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, I, what I see here is a, con, a, a correlation with the verse that, said, that says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Mm. Uh, that when, you're, when you're, your attitude, you got your nose in the air, you can't watch where you're going. Mm. And you're going to end up hurt if there's going to be consequences when you act like the know-it-all. Boy, stuck-up people freak me out. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't like stuck up people. They freak me out. Just being inclined, just being upfront with you. And, uh, but sometimes, you know, when those things come, you can find yourself in the room. I didn't mean to cut you off, Stephanie. I do that. No, no, no. You're fine. No, yeah. you're good. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Keep your head in the game. And yeah. uh, that's the bottom line on this is even when times are bad, even when you got PTSD, even when the world is upside down, even when, uh, you know, I have a pastor friend of mine and boy, his church has done everything evil against this guy. And he's hung in there for years and things were all getting well. Then this evil dude shows up, Yeah. but you know what? He's not going, he's staying on that right path. And, uh, and folks, that's the path we got to stay on. And, and sometimes in the midst of this crazy world and people who've done us wrong and the life, I don't know, the life we live doesn't seem like the life we should be living. It's God's plan. He throws us trials for a reason. So we can come out of the university of pain and wickedness and being messed over and our life's being upside down and be more worthy and be able to help today. You know, we go through things. What does it say over there in Second Corinthians? We go through junk so that we can help other people been through the same junk. Boy, I'm telling you what, I I don't need help from somebody who's never been through anything. Sometimes it's good to sit down and say, hey, Doug, I've been there. Hey, Stephanie, been there. Man, that's a better place to be. Look at at verse number six. Verse number six, what a verse here. says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, that's God's promise. It's saying train up a child. It's not saying when he is 20, when he is 22. Um, you know, honestly, as a parent, I think our kids got a, got away from the Lord a little bit. It's good to see them coming back, especially our youngest and, uh, serving in a good church and things of that nature. But that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to train up a child. Yeah. Our responsibility is to train them. You know, it's not to analyze this. It's not to think we're God. It's not, it's not to do anything. It's the way, the path, the way they should drive, the road they should be on. Uh, the way they should go. And we train them up and, and we trust God with that. And with their old, you know, that day's going to come up. They're going to wake up and say, man, what am I doing? I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? Yeah. I think a wise child will, um, they may, you know, 
struggle, they may fall. Um, and any good parent is going to realize that they themselves had times of struggling and falling. And again, that principle of mercy that we talked about a few days ago is massive um, in parenting um, to work with our kids and to pray for them and to um, that they know we, we have an unconditional love for them. And, and there are children, and you know this as much as I do, you have the children that are the scorners, that are the fools, that have, in a sense, crossed that line of no return. Um, but by God's grace, the 99% will, when they're old, will be, will be found faithful. Yeah. Um, they will be found when the tale is told and when the story is done and the, and the threads of their lives are woven, all that that's invested in them will be found um, to be the gold, the silver, the precious stones, and will have that everlasting fruit um, that of treasures laid up in heaven. And so I think, I think it's very important for parents. Um, and I'm not saying this because I have everything figured out. I'm saying this because I'm learning this as I go along, but to, to pray for our children, to yeah. pray with our children, to constantly um, be letting them know that our hearts desire for them, no matter what they do in their lives, no matter what vocation they choose. Cause guess what? I'm very much learning. I can't, I, I can't tell my children, this is what you're going to do with their life, your life. It would be wrong for me. I know mothers who have done that, who have told their children, well, I, I believe God's will for you is that you blah, blah, blah. No, I don't think that's how it works. God gave my children the same free will he gave me. He gave them smart minds. He gave them the same spirit of God. He wants to lead them in their path. It's not my job to be a dictator in my children's lives as far as, you know, to what, what they do with their lives um, in vocation, but that they know my heart's desires, no matter what their vocation they take, that my heart's desire as their mom is, that they would love and serve Jesus Christ each and every day for as long as God gives them life. Hmm. That no matter what vocation they have, that when the rubber meets the road, no matter whether they're changing the oil on a car or an officer in the military, that the ultimate goal of their hearts and their lives is to love Jesus Christ and to make a difference wherever yeah. he has placed them for his honor and glory. There you go. And that's what this verse boils down to, to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, what amazes me is that God would inspire Solomon mm. to write this, <laughs> you know, who boy, yeah. he, he got away from God. Uh, yeah. he had more, uh, more wives and gals that you could shake a stick at. His life was upside down. All the mistakes. Think, Doug, Doug, have you ever thought about all of the mother-in-laws he had to deal with? <sighs> I just want to say that's traumatizing to think about. I think it's traumatizing to have to deal with more than one wife. Oh, I, I anybody. Yeah. Or more than that's, one husband. I mean, I, think about the crate. I mean, I think we're, we're kind of like made for one husband and one wife, you yep. know, and, and, Anything beyond that is kind of crazy. <laughs> yep. And, but God would use Solomon who went so far away 
mm. and inspire him to remind us, hey, your job, your job is to train up the child. Your job is to have that kid at church. Your job is to do all those things. And the problem is hypocrites and people bail and, and parents goof up. Can I tell you something? Parents are human. Yeah. And, and we're going to mess up. I mean, you can do, I mean, we, our, our kids never missed a church service. Our kids went to Christian school or were homeschooled. Our kids went to Christian college. I mean, we did everything we thought within the limits, studying the Bible, memorized the Bible. Both my kids probably have hundreds of verses committed to memory. And that was my job. But what God has to do with their hearts is God's job. I yeah. need to pray. I need to be there. I need to be there for them. I need to be steady. I need to be stable. I need to be godly. But I'm not only my kids' friends. You know, I'm not only their friend. And, uh, and, and that's a tough thing. You know, I'm, I'm their dad. Mm-hmm. And I'm that person responsible, still responsible to train them up. I'm that person that's going to say, hey, hang on a minute. You know, I'm not going to be part of that. You know, mm-hmm. hang on, we don't do that. And and I'm thankful my kids are so respectful to this day. If I say, hey, I stop and say, yes, sir, what's up? Did we do something? Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and But that's not me. I didn't do that. My job was to train them up in the way God has done the good things. And God's got to be responsible for them. And I think Stephanie got that right. And as we close this, I think the important thing is to remember that we, we train them up. And that's our job. You know, in the army, we would get hundreds of recruits. And from them, you know, when I went in, about 30% of the people got kicked out before they even finished training. There was people who would show up for training, Stephanie, and and they would just find a way to leave right then and there. So Mm. we just got to do the training. That's where it's at. And we leave the results to God. You know, we started off and we came into this talking about snares, traps. Remember that old preacher? It's a trap! Stay away from the traps, <laughs> folk. Train up your child the best you can do. And and listen, we sure do love you guys. If there's anything we can do to help you, make sure you find us on the Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits, or uh, go ahead and send me an email at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you about the retreat and the ministry, many things we got going on. The shows are out there at WoundedSpirits.com. The first four are out there. More are coming. Enjoy them. Get out there. You get to see Stephanie out there talking among other great folks who worked really hard and studied the Bibles to be part of this. Listen, we love you. We're that smile that only God can give you today. Listen to every word Brother Eric's got to tell you. Have a great day. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession 
is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.